Hey, hello and welcome <laughs> to my uh, first episode of Yarns with Hoff. I'm Greg Hoff. Uh, I guess I have to be your host, seeing my name's on the on the title. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. I've been planning this for over a year. But thank you to uh, to Anchor. Cut my time down, you know. Massive, massive thank you to Gary V, first of all, bringing this to my attention through one of his awesome YouTube videos. Man, been following for ages. Just want to thank you on a real deep level for all your your drive, your wisdom, and knowledge, and your 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 thought, the bravery and that you have for for always just putting your thought out there, man. That's uh, it's truly inspiring. And then also here we have Michael Mignano and Nur Zickerman, and I'm really hoping I said you guys' names right. That'd be awful as, but if I didn't, sorry. But you guys made an insane app. Honestly, this thing is so easy to use it's it literally spoon feeds you on just how to podcast i guess and what you really didn't need to do just turn up and talk so honestly cut heaps of my time down and i was struggling hardcore trying to figure out how to record in my studio and overlap and do this and da 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 my brain was getting fried came across this and i was ugh, saving grace so so massive thank you to you guys for creating something like this where i guess people can have some yarns and and be more accountable for their words, I guess, you know. There's a nice platform to communicate thought and ideology where, where things can't get misinterpreted because it's been typed, you know. So, big, big thank you to for you guys to helping me on my journey too. Massive, massive shout out. You guys have done an awesome thing. I'd recommend you guys download and, and try it out, you know. Say say what you want to say if you got something to say because no one else is going to say it, right? Why am I doing this? I guess, where do I start, where do I start, 2017, I guess, you know, we start there, I've been through a bit of a, I could say a rough journey, yeah, Gave, got a, dealt a bit, a bit of a bad hand in the beginning of the year 2017, um, had uh, my parents divorce and three funerals, one was my best mate, and then I had a back surgery not too long after that, <coughs> injured my back, Excuse me, and um, yeah, um, the back surgery gave me a lot of time to think about stuff, you know, um, and I guess me reflecting and going through my process, you know, stumbling and bumbling, I I tried to talk to some people about some stuff, you know, when I was really sad, and I guess in, in trying to find answers in my sadness, you know, I, I know people probably never meant to be nasty or, you know, say the things they said. What I noticed is that um, people like to put their agenda <laughs> on your problems, you know. I mean, I knew my life was qu- kind of shit. You know, I knew I was in a rut. I knew things weren't going too, too suave. But um, every time I tried to reach out to someone and talk, you know, family, friends or whatever, because they were so busy with their lives when you, when you talk to them, I mean, they're not even there right now. So they just literally keep telling you how shit your life is. And I was real sick of that. And um, so... I guess here we are, you know, thanks to, to Gary V and Tony Robbins and Tim Sales and a whole bunch of other guys, you know, Ty Lopez, Sam Ovens and, oh, the list goes on, you know, got Ralph Smart, Major, Elizabeth Harper, you know, Angel Messages, wonderful, love you heaps, help me through heaps of stuff too. Um, yeah, I mean, I've listened to all these people and been searching, you know, for, for I guess my own my own way through life and I really couldn't be sad anymore. It got to a point where I just 
I, I was all right being sad and dealing with all that stuff, but then I just I had to figure a way out. You know, I really, really had to figure a way out. And I guess that's what my book's all about. That I wrote. You know, it's called um, World War Three: The Hardest Battle of All Time is the one within. You know, and what that book is about, it's basically my process of you know of um, going from unhappiness to to where I'm at now. You know, striving to be content. You know, I'm pretty content and I'm pretty at peace. And I felt it was just like the right thing to do to you know try and articulate and put my stuff and my journey because honestly I'm I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. You know, every day is better than yesterday, and and I and I believe that template's going to keep going for me until, I guess it's my last one. You know, um, it's a very awesome outlook I have now on life. You know, as opposed to being sad and putting blame everywhere and not you know doing me. But I guess I had to be blessed with a I guess with a back surgery and, and a lot of time off to think and and filter through things. You know, and. Uh, I guess, you know, in the beginning, I mean, I could tell you, I guess a little bit, one of the stories, you know, that helped me through, that I came up with, to to get me through my stuff, all the time, and I, and I dubbed this one the, uh, the, the corridor of life, you know, so, if you could picture just, you, starting out your journey, you know, brand new, this corridor, white as floor, you know, no, it doesn't have to be white, just, Anything you can see a mark on, you know, but white's pure, and we'll just go with white for now, <laughs> for this, for this example. But um, yeah, when you start out your journey in life, you know, you you first crawl and then you start walking, and then as you get older, you know, you get <clears throat> all these things that get chucked into the mixer for you, things you aren't familiar with, you know, like expectation, you know, and the first major one I feel is um parental expectation and oh man because I mean it's the first two people you need to make proud in your life you know it's the two very first people and you know if uh, if they uh, say for example I mean, my dad was an elevator mechanic you know and uh, if you know he, he wanted me to go to school and if you know if he wanted to me to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever like that you know it's a, it's a for a kid that's a lot of stress especially if they you know like two or three years old and you're going oh my son's going to be a mean doctor you know my son's going to be this that the other you know well you don't really know what your children are yet you know they haven't even learned how to express you still have to teach them how to do that so you know i think these expectations are set by parents and then you go from that and you evolve into like schooling you know so you want to make your parents proud so you do well at school you know you do what they reckon you should do and you just keep going to that then you form your friends over there, then you, you're forced into a bunch of friends, or you find your friends within your classes, you know. And then you have, uh, as you're growing older, you know, you're still trying to have that first expectation, and then you sort of don't like it in school anymore, but you, I guess you're kind of committed. <laughs> so, now you've got that parental expectation, and your social expectation now with your new friends, you know, and you're going through life, and eventually you're unhappy, and you hit university, and you still don't know why you're unhappy. It's the first people you're trying to make proud, you know. They're your mum and your dad <laughs> just kind of takes like, you know, the first 25 years of your life, basically, to get through uni and go, oh shit, I'm unhappy. And all these things in this corridor of life that I was talking about, you know, you, as you keep walking, one day, if you just stop and look up and you turn back, you know, you realise you've got dog shit all over the carpet, where did that come from, 
Well, that's all that expectation, all that sadness, all that other carry-on that you, I guess, never knew you were walking into your carpet, you know? And, I mean, it's okay to realize that, you know, you've gone down your corridor and uh, <laughs> there's a bit of shit everywhere, but this is where the real challenge comes in, in your own corridor of life, you know, to get to the end, you know? The idea is to have a clean slate, you know? And the hardest battle, that's what the book's about and the process, is are you prepared to, to go back and, and clean all that up so that when you take your next step, you know, it's all fresh and you've got nothing else in your mind. You know, and that's something that I <clears throat> guess I made up for myself just to keep me going every time, you know, just another stain, another thing I have to go through, you know, and... um I guess my process led me to this <laughs> and this book. So the process f for the book, that's a brand new. Hello and welcome to Jans of the Hof. This is the uh, introduction to my book called uh, World War Three, The Hardest Battle of All Time, The War Within. And this is the uh, Greg Hoff edition. And um, why I wrote this book was to help people how I help myself. You know, I had to figure out a way and, uh, and a system to get myself out of being unhappy. And then first recognizing what was making me unhappy. And then seeing if I could change that. And if not, you know, why couldn't I change that? And it just took me through this massive, massive journey to write this book. So I guess I'm on the other side of it, <laughs> fair, fair to say. But... What this book is, is this, I don't even know if you can call it a book really, it's more like a guide or, a, you know, a template, and it, it, it's it's actually a flowchart that I made up with my journey, and then what I've done is just basically put my story over the template to share, to, I guess, give an example of, of what I went through, you know, um, over the course. Um, yeah, the book's purely a reflection on, on my journey, you know. It's all good to talk about all the stuff now, you know, I've, I've gone through my process over here and I'm, I'm living proof of my process, I guess, I'm <laughs> happy as. So, what I would like you guys to do, before having a listen, is probably hop onto my Facebook page or Instagram, um, that's uh, Yarns with Hoff on uh, Facebook, and then Greg the Hoff NZ on Instagram, and what what's over there is a... Um, template of the float chart that you could probably just copy and paste it's kind of important you you probably need it to make sense of things but yeah don't be fooled by how short the book is man because it took me like 18 weeks of like crying in my bedroom to get through my process you know so <laughs> i know it's real short and it looks like a real simple template but trust me being honest with yourself is probably going to be the hardest thing and, and getting square with yourself is probably going to be the hardest thing you've ever had to do. Especially if you've swept heaps under the rug, you know. So, good luck and honestly thanks for, for sharing your, your time and, and, and just listening to my side. I really, really appreciate that. I hope uh, hope the book helps you and the process helps you as much as much as it still helps me today. You know, so thanks for your time and if it's good, I'd love to hear your feedback. If it's shit, I'd love to hear your feedback too helps me grow. Much love, peace and light. Chirp. Unhappy, confused and upset.
If you don't believe in anyone or anything anymore, the next best place to start is yourself. Gregory Wayne Hoffman. That right here is the kicker. Why are we all, as a collective, so unhappy? And why can't we even get along with ourselves, let alone other people? Well, the truth of it all is that it is a case-by-case -case thing for each individual. Mostly, I'd say, because we seek approval and acceptance everywhere else, we can't even give it to ourselves. Partially because we have no time. I've, I've heard in the realm of the old earmosphere uh, that you work to live or time is money, blah blah blah. Of late, I've had a different approach. You wake up and you are alive. Time to use ready at your disposal. Haven't even gone to work yet and you're alive. But how does this escape us all on the daily? I feel we give our future away trying to live. We have no time for ourselves and those that do make it off the backs of others not knowing or not shown how to use their time wisely. There is a difference though in types of people who make money that is. Ones who make money and then the ones who make change and uh, those making change are definitely doing quantum leaps above all those making money. And I'm very happy to report that there's a huge energy shift in the world and there are two types of people on earth right now. Huge generalization, I know. But for this context to be put together, it's two, you know, so. <laughs> People who put their hands in someone's pocket to take, or they leave the pocket with more than it had in it before, you know. And where unhappiness stems from has always been a major mystery to mankind for millennia. From why you kick off with someone in traffic to why world wars happen. It's because it's the direct opposite of what we're designed to be, content. Yes, yeah, being content is the end game here, but on multiple levels of your life, not just work and play, but on every front there is to your being, and eventually leading you to being the best version of you there can be. As Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world, and guess what? You can relax, you don't have to change the entire world. <laughs> you just need to take the first steps in changing your own. You... Every other human and I are pretty spectacular beings. We're the expressors and creators of our reality. No one person is of more or less value in this world. We're all designed differently, born at different times, exposed to different cultures, been taught different things, been exposed to different medias, religions, belief systems, schooling systems, and have all have different abilities. You need to realize that when we were born, trial and error was coded into us. Yes, you. You, listening, right now, are beautifully amazing and uniquely special. Defined by the things your reality or path has put you through. There is no one like you, with your battle scars. But when you are done in the battle with life, you will realize that these battles are the ones that taught you your skills. And these skills are your weapons of memory. For you to teach and guide others who believe there is only a fork in the road. If they tell you there's a fork in the road, you should tell them Greg Hoffman says different. He says, you can build the straight and narrow yourself. No forks. The reason why it takes far longer and is far harder is because you have no skills or resources to build your destiny. Only after the wrestle and battle of life do you acquire these skills and resources to then start your journey. I truly believe we're meant to share our experiences with no resistance and accept someone's version of something because that is the way that they experienced it. Because that is how they learned their lesson.
I would advise from experience in these situations. Speak quiet. Listen with the elements of compassion and of empathy. And I'm sure you will too learn more than you realize. But for this first chapter of unhappiness, I don't understand too much about it anymore. I have been through my journey and I understand what it is I understand. And I'm willing to share it because happiness is way less stressful and, and leads to zero emotional death and I feel the world has seen enough physical and emotional deaths of late you know the world needs to be happy again so I guess I'm part of a bigger plan but my role for now <laughs> for this book is to share with you all how I got to being happy I am more than happy to discuss the source and the root of sadness so we can collectively start helping to chip away at the sadness because don't know if we all notice this it's quite a lot and just by doing your role of not being unhappy on many faders in your life, you know, you do your bit and ultimately, as the whole, we start striving towards a common goal of being happier. Now grab a cuppa, head into the divine waters of pondering, and it will help you repack your brain or gather your thoughts, so to speak. And if you don't need one, then that is awesome. P.S. Please. Do remember while reading this book that each and every person right now, while you're reading this, yes, each and every one of us, even myself, are at different points in our journey. So never judge, or for better wording, I guess, make any being feel lesser because they do not know. That's the beauty of our kind as a human race. We have the ability to help, share, and love unconditionally. Yes, each and every one of us. But here's something cool. The power is always yours and is always available to use the elements of respect and integrity, right? For as clear as the air is between you and I, if we ever shall meet one day, it is always your choice to pluck that out of thin air and use it because it costs absolutely nothing, I believe, to shape who you are. But just commitment to yourself is all it takes. So, I hope you enjoyed this chapter and I shall see you in the next one. Cheers. Realization with an action. Realization without an action is merely a thought put back into the divine waters of pondering. Which to me is a missed opportunity in my view. Because then you come back to reality. Gregory Wayne Hoffman. Welcome back from your cuppa and your time you gifted yourself, by the way. Give yourself a pat on the back for that. Because when last have you given yourself some quiet time, eh? Exactly. And if you already do, that's really awesome as. Keep going. Now, realization is the first part of the biggest challenge you will face. And the only way I can explain it is to share a bit of what I was faced with. I'm not here to get sympathy or start comparing a different version. I'm just demonstrating the second part of the next step called reflection. That is all. So, here it goes. 2016, New Year's Eve. I was with a crew down in Mount Munganui, New Zealand. Favorite place ever. And we were happy as on the good vibes while these boys were gearing up to do a show in the next couple of days called Bay Dreams. The vibes were on. Full of artists in the house. We had people playing on the band, playing jams, singing along. Outside we had people on the deck jamming and doing freestyle reggae and in the Gary, what we call a garage in New Zealand. It was beatboxing and freestyle battles. Honestly, I couldn't ask for better. I felt on top of the world. And with all those happy people. I turned to the bros, Q, Mike, Swizzle, Stonesy, known as the Far Yes, and Prince Mackenzo, 
and I said to the brothers, brothers, let's make a pact that this will be our year, and it starts with your guys' shows. Let's show the world how happy we are, and what our vibes are. Q turns to me, puts his captain's hat on, that his Mrs. Phoebe gave to him, says to me, Chair, chair, bro. We're all the captains of our own ships and happiness. Time stopped. Wow. I don't know if I was caught up in that moment, but fucking boom. Sold. That was me. I was going to be on good vibes all the time, every time from now on. So, I made the pact. But not realizing you should be careful what you wish for. Because it might not come in the very package you envisioned it. That's putting it mildly. <laughs> I was standing on the edge of a new level of happy vibrations that I hadn't felt in years and said to myself, Man, this is a mean-ass start and great things are going to come your way off. And I really believe that because I simply just decided right there. The first true realization in many years I decided to commit to. Seriously. This happy feeling was no joke. It was an overwhelming sense of this is where I belong, being this happy. Little did I know this is my first lesson of many, but I didn't care. It was worth any price, and besides, I could taste and smell and feel the change. Where I was at that point in my journey was that I was standing on the edge of my current reality, looking out to my own beautiful horizon of possibility. And it was so intoxicating and infectious. I mean, it was by far the best version of happy I'd felt since I was a poor six-year-old kid in Cape Town. Twenty years is a long time to be as happy as you were when, when you were a kid, you know, in my humble opinion. And I know some of you are rolling your eyes saying, You should try 40. Nah, bro, I'm, I'm good. I was fully grateful for my 28. It, it was enough for me, but I wish you well on yours. But hey, this was it. This is where the journey started for me. There was no more going on trips. I'd committed to a journey. <laughs> See what I did there? Done tripping on things because life's a journey kind of thing. <laughs> well, if you think it's dry, you've still got the message. Anyways, I'll stop being dry. We'll move. So we fast forward eight months on my newfound search of that happy vibration to call home in my new life for my new year. Because it's my time to shine. And I believe that, right? Well, ladies and gents, this is where I found out how commitment works and sticking to your word because it is simply your word. 2017 blessed me with a falling out with my friends where I was a dick and now that Captain Hindsight has paid us a visit, I'm, I'm sure I could have been a better version of myself on that day, so sorry crew um, for bringing you into the book, but hey, it's for greater good. My beautiful parents' divorce... My beautiful and wonderful parents divorced after that. Still beautiful and even more wonderful. I had three funerals and my second back surgery. This all at 26 and right at the dawn of the new me and my newfound contract with happiness. So it is only my opinion, but for me it's fair to say at this time I had accumulated some things to be a little bit sad about. My journey of committing to my happiness was tested and really, really tough. It had to be by far the most saddest, depressing time I'd ever gone through. But because of this new happiness gig I had uh, committed to, I had to keep believing things were always going to be okay and that I will once again be blessed to experience that vibe from the beginning of the year again because, hey, it was worth any price and better than being sad. Not going to lie though, 
the true realizations were yet to come. I'd only taken the first step, and this part of the journey was by far the hardest. <coughs> I was on meds from, for back surgery. I had a prolapsed disc in L4, L5, if you were interested. And I was in my bedroom for 18 plus weeks. Could sort of walk around after three weeks, but not much. I was basically confined to my room, but... From the first day, I knew I had all this stuff. And yeah, I said it, stuff. S-H-T-U-F-F. Because there was heaps. And I really just wanted to take them meds and pass out and deal with them later. But I knew, deep down, that wasn't going to help. My gut told me this is not how we were going to be happy. I realized then I, I had to let myself feel all that pain. So for 16 weeks, I cried in my room like a little baby. Yep. It was like a little white-walled prison that I'd created because of all these underlying things that were servicing, one after the other. It was really hard in the beginning, and, it, and once it started, it never fucking stopped. It was like an avalanche of build-ups, and every time you clear out one thing, you think you can't get sadder for you, boom! Another, and another, and another. It's all because I hadn't dealt with all of these things, you know. Things that may have been small seeds of problems now turned into skyscrapers in the likes of Inception. Where did that come from? You know? Why are they here? Why are there so many? I had to realize this right here is exactly what I wanted and what I had asked for. I'd said at any cost, right? Well, this sure felt like I was paying. But then came a point where I couldn't explain a lot of what I was sifting through and I just had to accept the past because people I was trying to lean on and communicate with were just making things far worse. It was then I realized I could not and nor could anyone else undo that which had already been done. You know, Focusing on the past I believe was nearly the cause of me experiencing depression and uh, I believe when we tend to focus on the past and the future too much and spend time far away from the right now this is where the snowball effect of unexplainable anxiety and uh, depression stems from i had to calm down take a step back and i remember this one saying i read in the office wall one time you're going through hell keep going and i knew this is what it was going to take to strive and claw my way back toward my milestone and birthright to be happy the only reason I kept pushing through was because I believed that happiness would not leave me hanging. We did have a bargain after all. Now, why this step was so hard for me was this. And <laughs> I don't want anyone to take offense to this, but if you do, I guess it's not much I can do. You know, if you know me, this is how things played out from my version. <laughs> In my sadness and trying to make sense of it all, and the events and all the tragedies, I try to talk to people and reach out purely because I'd never been this fucking sad in my whole life. And what I found was very interesting. When trying to reflect and chat to people about the sadness in my own life, they were so busy with their own worlds that the only response I would get is how shit things are for me and how I need to get my life sorted. I even had a mate I've known for 12 years ask me, bro, you're going to commit suicide? I was like, bro. I was shocked as I'm the happiest person I've ever known and I thought he knew that. This was another test for me I felt. I'd come so far with dealing with emotion and moving past it that when I heard this I got a little mad. 
And I'll walk you through my mindset at the time. How could people that don't contact you for ages now come in and the very first thing they say is how shit you are or how bad you look, but no one has once asked me how I'm feeling or why, why am I so sad? For me, it's the next harsh lesson that maybe I had to hear the message from them, you know, to feel how those words emotionally cut. I thought the message must have some truth to it if it's making me give off some vibes as extreme as suicide. I mean, I couldn't ignore what someone was seeing. Even thought, even though I mean, I didn't like it, I had to step back and look in the mirror and ask, man, how am I portraying myself? How am I articulating and presenting my pain? I literally had to tiptoe around people what I was said, and because I mean, it's not that nobody cared, I guess, it's just they never had time for themselves, so let alone my story, you know. But happiness did come to the party, you know. I was uh, I was blessed with time. It might not have been the package I expected, but I guess the back surgery was what I needed, time. You know, so in my room I cried for 18 weeks, and now I guess I don't need to cry anymore after all of that. F trying to figure all that out. And if I do, it's ones of happiness. Because, you know, tears are gifts from the angels to us. Either way, a tear is delivered to you. It always carries a lesson that's stems from source, or happiness, or God, or Jah, or Allah, or any of the above. Because the lesson is always received through tears, and the greatest realizations come from the most simplest truths. As I said in the beginning, I'm not here to get sympathy for my past. It is my past, and I am at peace with who I am, past, present, and future. Therefore, it doesn't serve me well, but I do love and appreciate and feel your vibes of love when you truly walk my journey with me with no resistance and you start the practice of listening, sharing true time, and the start of encompassing compassion and empathy in your life. And these traits will serve you well with practice because it's a step toward recognizing everyone has a piece of this reality we currently live as hell on earth. Back it up. Go over that again. Yes, we all as a collective hold a piece or slice of our reality. And if we all fix and believe and unconditionally love our own individual peace, then collectively I believe our reality will start to portray one of peace. To get here though, as a, as a people, remember that not one feeling or experience is more significant than another, and that collectively hell on earth is a compounded interest of sadness cumu accumulated over decades or as little as even years that cannot be dealt with because we trade our time away in every way except to give it freely to the very one person who matters most the beautiful and unique you yeah the person you're with on the daily that sees everything you see feels everything you feel hears everything you hear even knows when you have a cheat meal. <laughs> might sound might sound weird, but read that out loud and think about that. When's the last have when last have you given that one person the time of day or done what's best for the interest of you? The trouble is if you can't remember or have to sit and think about it, it's been far too long. You've lost you. You are what they call in New Zealand spent with none left for yourself. You know? Now that's paying too, true tax if you ask me. Can't even give yourself something you possess every single day when your eyeball opens. Time. It's truly a sad statement. 
read I read this one Indian proverb something like this there's nothing more dangerous than a man who has lost his shadow because after that what else does he have to lose I mean don't quote me word for word so I never put quotation marks on it in the book but for this point that's a picture I'm trying to paint in your mind you know you really need to believe in you even if your shadow is missing it was there before so you can get it back just like time and belief but if you can't can't give yourself time because you have traded all your time out already lol go and grab your diary yep or pen and paper and then set a date and then make a date with yourself lol i know that sounds funny as when you say it out loud if you can laugh at it that's awesome but just realize the reality of your current system and the state or reality of where you are at in your life that you literally have to make a date to be with yourself Bruh, not so low on this side of the coin, eh? But, on the contrary, it is, because at least now you know, and you know how to fix it. Realization is awesomely beautiful, and is so, so beneficial when action is taken, and true commitment is shown. And, of personal experience and nothing else, if you don't believe in anyone or anything anymore, the best place to start believing in is yourself, and in order to that... You need time to think. And that is the next step. So the part of the equation of what we have covered so far is that unhappiness is definitely the journey we all take part of. And realization is the gift of solution that comes to us all through thought in hard times. The action needed along with true as realization is what naturally encompasses you and will naturally show you to how to gift yourself time. Because you commit to changing your own world, the universe takes care of the elements that, that need to help you. But please do remember, as I said before, the answers and solutions might not come in the packaging you expected. But that is the test of committing and commitment to yourself. Do you want to give yourself time back or not? Because you're going to have to do it at some point. Plus, you almost definitely need it for the next step in the journey. So, same goes. Grab a cuppa and now gift yourself some time and be still. Grab a pen and paper and let thought flood your mind. First, it won't be thought. It'll be everything you have swept under the rug. And that really fucking sucks. <laughs> I cried for 18 weeks in my room, but hopefully my book helps. So I feel that some of you are going to maybe need some time after your list. For most of us going through this journey, and I've observed many, but I can only speak on my own behalf, I've realized that I used to sweep heaps under the rug and not deal with it. I've done this, we've all done this, don't care who you are, there's always something that you haven't dealt with. It is merely an accumulation of realizations that we're trying to guide you to being you. But because we don't go through the realizations, we, we suppress them with meds, and poor nutrition, and poor self-distribution of time. The result, unfortunately, over many years with no time to sort that kind of emotional clutter. If we had to characterize this, this would be one sad-ass person who has lost their shadow. But, if you truly believe you are you, and happy as, then that's amazing, because you must be on the plane of want for wanting for nothing, and to give everything. And for those of you listening, 
that is not a 3D tangible level, by the way. What I'm describing is where the element of gratitude meets the element of duty to the wholeness of us all. So, I applaud you, and I still urge you, to always even sit and question your own ideologies from time to time. Not to create doubt, but to explore your horizons further, and to feel if they are still feeling true to you. Because time spent sitting on one thing could create prejudice. So be open to a firing line of questioning for your ideology, because I speak from experience. If you truly understand, there shouldn't be anything you can't truthfully answer, or anything you can't openly minded accept as a version of truth. Because truth is only the observation of what true was. You know, like that? <laughs> but keep diving into the divine waters with Ralph Smart and I, and some deep divers in the beautiful connection of pondering we all share. Haven't met them all, but I look forward to it. We are always involved or part of a process or implicate order that we are not aware of. It is one's sole responsibility to find out what process it is you are currently in. If it serves you, then put the template over and ask, is it likely to serve others? Then, gift your service to whatever the cause is, and you will have played your role in that process, to the well-being of us all. That is a p and that is part of another process and order that we are unaware of, and that just keeps going and going and going. Possibility is a wonderful fuel, especially in dark times, right? Hopefully, I've brought some true thought your way and challenged your thinking in the sense of realizing how much of yourself you give to a system that doesn't work for you and everyone around you. At the very least, I would want to make you think the things you've been distracted by. Are they things that matter? What does things that matter even mean? Who do they matter to? What possibilities do they lead to? Are they to your futures or success or somebody else's? You know? You will get well in your way after you go uh, have a look at a Ralph Smart's cat down the road and thank him for that thought, eh? Be interesting to hear your, th your thoughts around the thought of possibility for multiple planes outside of your own life. But this will only occur when you select to pluck it out of the divine pool of infinite waters where thoughts reside. Earth all over is in a bit of a sad state at the moment. Right? I mean, let's be honest. You can't even walk down the street in a busy city and say, Hey, how you going? With someone looking at you like you slept with your mother. It's absolutely crazy that the very tiny glimpses of joy that muster up like flowers to a rising sun just get shut down so often and so eloquently by sad people. So it's awesome that people with the natural call to be joyful, spread happiness, of happiness, like throwing around sunshine, awesome that they are happy and thank you for making cities and everything a better place your sunshine will penetrate the shade soon keep going but for now i believe the great <coughs> thing is that there aren't just going to be tiny glimpses of sunshine anymore because i'm going to share my horizon of possibility to show you how i see this beautiful planet and the beings who inhabit it and it's here for you to use as a tool. I have nothing to gain on a spiritual level of sharing my story with you all. That's just my trust I have in the universe that is, as it has guided me to gift this freely as I have received it in thought. 
So I've applied the faith and self-belief I've acquired through this exact and entire process of mine that the universe won't leave me hanging. I trust writing this badly written book <laughs> is enough because it's certainly all I can do for right now. But I am happy as, and I feel my heart. I feel in my heart that this is the best, right, and truest thing that I could possibly do with the resources I have available to me. And this is to sh and this is to share all of this. As insurance policy policy states, this is to the best of my knowledge. But for now, all all you just have to be able to go through <clears throat> all the forests and deserts and oceans and mountains to. I guess come stand on the ledge of possibility and truly come and see what I see and hear what I hear and feel what I feel. Because these steps, they have truly helped me. I'm living proof of it. I guess <laughs> being broken and writing a book, even though it's a stab in the dark, tis just my thought. But for me, this is a step of true realization with action occurring here. You know, so this is something Mr. Gary V drummed into my head. <laughs> So thanks, bro. And like he, like he also said on a meme released uh, a few weeks ago, it's it's simple. Be a good person, and good things will happen. And that's amazing, because the richest bastard I I know and me being broke as are sharing the same common truth. Quite beautiful, isn't it? It cost me nothing in hindsight to share how how to be happy, because the price I had to pay was worth it. And now it makes me happy writing this kind of this stuff. And death feels like the right thing to do. This is the path that chose me and I'm grateful. And I guess our collective horizons of future. Yes, every sunrise from now on. Will show if I'm on my true journey. And this will be evident when there's a visible dent in this sadness. Or proof of happiness and joy if you will. But we will be happier with happier people around everywhere. Even in the slightest I hope. But it's a fucking start right? Even one. Even if we if everyone just gets to teaching another one, I would be over the moon because I would have left the essence of my purpose right here on earth and I would have achieved my mission to try to be the best example of being an example. <laughs> it's kind of hard, but hey, it's all good. And I could only hope I've been an example enough, you know? No such thing as enough. I guess example is a state of mind or a way of being, you know? It's like, I guess it crackhead's got more chance of getting that dragon but then hopefully you know with my last breath there will be enough left and maybe one person who teaches another of this model of kindness and unconditional love maybe they could blossom into the the next greatest mind to teach us all you know and we'd all truly be blessed how can i speak about all of this stuff and, and express how i feel well, this is a very liberating step, and it's the next step of reflection. I will walk you through the process as I did it, and I have had to do uh, some out there things to, I guess, have the ability so I could speak freely about anything and that I have the understanding of, because I guess after all this, I've no reason to hide anything because I don't doubt what it is that I know and there's not anything I won't speak of because I guess I've got to my understanding through this process 
in the extent that I've lived and exercised my ability of silence of obse- and observation and thought to get to this understanding I've, I guess, now inherited. You know? <laughs> Sorry. Interrupting a serious moment. That was awkward. Drop my phone. And you can't rewind on the app. So, I'll have to tell you but again. I was talking about going through my process. So, yeah, having the ability to speak freely about anything now because of this liberating process of reflection, you know. It works in two stages. You know, first you reflect with, with emotion, and that's painful. But that's after realization, you know. And the second bit is the liberating bit of where you reflect with zero emotion. You know, and that's where you can unpack your life and and start learning about what it is you've missed about you and who you are and because of this step I have the ability to speak freely about anything got nothing to hide because I'm fully aware of things that I understand and I definitely don't doubt what it is I understand because I've spent a lot of time and exercised my ability of silence and observation and thought I guess, to get to the understanding I have now inherited. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm cool with that, cool with who I am. So I hope you're cool with you, and I hope you enjoy this stage, and I wish you luck. It is going to be very, very hard. But I would really love to hear feedback on how you guys have got through it, because it works for me, and... I certainly do hope that it does work for you. Peace and light. See you in the next chapter.